Well, hey, nevertheless, I want to welcome everybody. Thank you so much for coming out to the MI5 show. I'm going to text Andrew really quickly here uh, so that he can hear us because we cannot hear him. Uh, we are here and we are proud uh, to have our first episode of having and featuring a guest here on the MI5 show. Uh, so uh, our guest this evening is Ms. M. Almond. Uh, she is a longtime, uh, you know, member and supporter of MI5. Uh, during the beginning stages of MI5, when we were first getting started back last year in April of 2022, uh, M was one of the core uh, founding mindset, uh, you know, mastermind members. And we would get together multiple times per week, uh, myself, M, Andrew, the other core members of MI5, along with multiple other people. And we would get together, you know, not really knowing what we were doing or what MI5 was or where we were going to go. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's an amazing person that we love to have on the show. And we felt like it was only suitful enough for us to sort of feature somebody that was such an implemental piece of, of the beginning of our, you know, of our journey here. So, uh, you know, she is the core uh, founding member of her brand, M Possible. Uh, where she's empowering people to become their real, true, authentic versions of themselves and live out their full potential and purpose. Uh, she inspires anybody that she comes within, you know, <laughs> any proximity with, uh, whether it's digitally, whether it's uh, in person, whether it's, you know, really, uh, you know, she's, she's just a, a ball of energy that, that infuses people uh, with, with so much joy and so much passion uh, behind everything that she does. Uh, so we're super, super blessed to have her here tonight and kind of get the official MI5 show on the road. Uh, I know last week it was just the core members, but tonight uh, it's everybody. Looks like Andrew just popped off. Uh, so we are going to get started in just a moment uh, as soon as Andrew rejoins us. Uh, but hey, M, while we're at it, why don't you say hello to everybody? And truly, um, you know, thank you so much for coming by and being our first special guest here on the MI5. Well, thank you so much, Brian. I'm really honored to be here. Um, when we first got the you know, the big boom of, okay, this is what we need. This is what the community needs in the world. So what are we going to do about it? And it was just birthed in such a beautiful way that was so fun. And then it just became really exciting when we got to the place of just sitting around and talking and dreaming and connecting with more and more people that were, had very similar dreams. And it was just like the puzzle was matching. So as we went on with it, it just, it kept growing. And I guess that is a little bit, I'm not really for sure where Brian went either, but we can go ahead and see what's up. Oh, yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. Okay. Brief introduction again, guys. Thank you for bearing with us. Technical difficulty. Uh, Sharon, we've got Sharon in the house. We've got Susie. We've got uh, my mom's here. We've got Dave. We've got Teresa. Oh, man. Awesome. Teresa, there's an old... Uh, mindset uh member as well too andrew can you hear us loud and clear man i just want to make sure that we've got you here uh are you able to hear us this time around you've come back into the show let's try here we go there we go all right he's gonna he's gonna join us on the phone tonight andrew what's going on man let's get this uh let's get this party started yeah what's happening man yeah my computer was just absolutely crying i don't know it just needed some le tender love and care but we're here now and um, we're out here in the world of MI5. Um, I don't know um, what has gone down so far, but I'm assuming that an intro of M has just happened. Um, dang, I'm looking high death right now. That's epic. Um, anyways, so M, um, you know, what, what would you say you're most known for, like, at the moment in your uh, serial entrepreneur career? Um, what I would say that I'm most known for right now is bringing back what I have learned over the last year and a half, two years, and bringing it back to my hometown. Um, That's pretty amazing. It really has been. And so I was at a point where I am a mom of four, and now I have a bonus four, so I'm actually in the place of a mom of eight. <laughs> and so life has got real interesting. But with that, I homeschool my children and I was getting to the point where my kids, I needed them to have bigger brains around them. And that was my mission that I set out um, 
it was a lot of meditation, a lot of guiding. I had never left my kids ever before for more than 24 hours in over 10 years. And so it was a big thing um, when I got the message in my heart that I had to go to Atlanta. And so I went and over the last, um, that was in September, 2021. No, yes, September, 2021 is when I left. And from that time on, every person that I met, it was when it was right. It was just a deep connection within me. And somehow our passions aligned and we were feeding off of each other. And it has just been a connection that I've never been able to shake. And it's built in such a beautiful, unique way. So with that, I feel like I had to go out and find my soldiers to say, you know, my people that were out in the world that I didn't have connections with. Because back in my little hometown, I felt like I was so alone. Nobody understood me. Nobody understood like this big dream that I had. And when I got out there, I realized there was a lot of people who did and who had the passions to bring it forward. And I needed that belief. Um, even the belief within myself, I had done lots of things, but with this, it just seemed too big. And today I realized, I, and I just got to say out loud too, I was like, you know, I'm to the place now I had to prove myself for so long. And that was proving to myself and that was proving to others that now it's, I'm just going hand in hand. And I've been saying that for like two years now, I'm only moving if I'm hand in hand with people, like I'm not going right. forward anymore. And so now being, when I went out, um, what I realized was I got to touch the people that I had met on social media. I had, I got to actually meet these people in real life and it made a complete different reality that brought my manifestations into my physical reality like massively fast so now when yeah, I'm, well, home, I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm bringing this skill and this knowledge back and realizing that like people here are super excited about it so with that is truthfully bringing the skills of um and the knowledge of financial literacy um building businesses understanding credit understanding what our socials are and understanding that it all has to do with freedom. And so being yeah. able to help people with that is really what it has been about is getting back to the streets and touching people and doing everything that I've learned online and putting it into my real life has made it has changed everything. Yeah, hundred percent agree. When you're, when you're actually able to be physically around people, the synergy that you can actually, that you can generate is so much more, powerful than than it can than it is like when we're just like this i mean it, it is still crazy what we can do you know me and you have never met yet we've talked for over the entire year of 2022 and you know part of what you said earlier when you were like yeah all the people that came into my life it was all perfect when it did happen like it was just like perfect the stars aligning right well in turn it it was almost it that is very resonant with with how our relationship has has grown because even since we've started just talking recently because like there was a stint where we like weren't really talking there you know um, you know because when when MI five was in its um, infancy it was like an everyday thing me you Brian Eric everyone was talking like every day um, and that was kind of one of the most magical times of my life not gonna lie. Um, because that was probably the biggest that it was, I could see that it was the biggest thing that was going to be, um, you know, happening in my life up to that, you know, that, that was right there. The biggest thing that's happened in my life. Um, but you know, on the topic of like you creating this like physical club, um, what are some of like the challenges so far that you've had while you're like moving from mainly being this online on like entrepreneur and then all of a sudden realizing the power of people and the physical, like what are some of the things that you've had to overcome or it may be the same things that you haven't overcome yet? Oh, that is being, um, being vulnerable and being seen for my real emotion mm. in real time. Um, because when I'm around real people, they know when I'm really mad because of the way that my face changes or the way that I'm breathing. Um, rather than 
Oh, I can be really angry and I can still put a happy post online and everybody thinks everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Or like if, if I say something that if I say something or you could literally just be like, uh, you know, I'm kind of hungry right now. Just like turn your video off or whatever. Or like you could literally just turn yourself off. It's that's not how I mean, obviously, it's not like that in the real world. Like you're, you're right there. You know, it's, it's, it's you're live and direct. So. Right. Yeah. It made me realize it. Ma it's really made me realize that I do like people. I always said that I was an online entrepreneur because I don't like people. Mm -hmm. I, I said it because I didn't. I had social anxiety is what I would always like claimed it as. And it was like now I'm like, oh, my gosh, just give me the people. I want all the hugs like I want to touch you. I want to sit with you. I want to have conversation with you. I want to share tea with you. Like having tea is like one of my favorite things to do now. Mm -hmm. and it's like what <laughs> yo but, that's awesome dink it and sink it you know <laughs> yeah because it is i mean it's having tea with someone is so it's such a beautiful experience because you get to share that with each other it's warm it's like my comfort and i'm like sharing that comfort with someone in the same time while we're speaking while we're drinking this and um just hearing people's passions and dreams where I was once very close-minded and hated this place and wanted to leave and have worked my whole life to leave this place. And to now I'm here and it's as if this is where I have people too. I have soul family here that are like, we've just been waiting for you to like stop running away. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. But while I was, you know, I had to go obtain knowledge and same reason, you know, so it's all synergistically evolving in such a beautiful manner. Yeah. hundred percent. Have there been, um, have there been moments where, you know, you're kind of, you're thrown into this moment of like trying to find the balance between the online life and the real life since you're now like doing all this. Cause before it seems pretty clear to me that before, like that the scale was tipped in the, the way of the on online online life. Like what is, what is having that balance like? Because obviously you're still doing a lot of stuff online. So I'll be honest with you. I don't really have a balance that I would say is real great and healthy. And I have this one hammered out. Like, yeah, yeah. no, time management has gone out the window. I have zero time management right now in my life. And I think that that has to do with, I used to be able to at least function on the sequence of social media because I knew when I needed to post, I knew what type of post I needed to post in the morning. And so therefore I was setting my mode in my mood every day, at least on some sort of a schedule in my free time. You know, I am here. I'm a free entrepreneur. I have all this free time. No, I was still living on a schedule. Mm -hmm. And then when I stepped away from that, I really didn't have much of a, of a schedule in that sense. So I'm not, I'm really not doing super great on that part, Andrew. <laughs> hey, well, I've got all the tips in the world whenever you're ready. But uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's book a call. <laughs> yeah, well, I so I know that some people operate really, really well when they when they don't allow themselves to have a balance and they just kind of like go, go, go. And everything is just kind of happening, um, you know, just just like in the moment at will, like when, OK, this is happening. All right, we're going to go do this now. And then like and, and, and that's really how my life yeah. functions. And I don't yeah, and, okay, I, yeah. and, you know, I guess I maybe I should say it this way. I've had the thought that maybe I really do need to set a schedule. Um, and then literally today I had the thought, no, I don't. I just need to make it that everyone around me doesn't have to have a schedule either. And so that was the goal that I set for myself was if everyone around me was financially and Mm, I see what you're saying. Okay. Freedom, then they don't have to have a schedule either. And then I wouldn't be an inconvenience or like our, our schedules wouldn't, would it, wouldn't have such conflicting, like rigid rules. And so instead of being mad at the system that for some people who still have like corporate jobs and whatnot, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make it so that nobody has to have that. 
that I wouldn't be around. And so that's my duty. I decided that today, actually. Thank you for reminding me. But didn't yeah, write it down. Sure. Hey, I, I'd like, th there's this one guy that I know where if you ask him what he does, he says that he solves the problem of people not taking enough vacations by putting them out of work. And, and that like, that's kind of perfect because when you do not have a job, like for me, I'm job free right now, but I do have a schedule. And honestly, for me, I can't operate. I, I don't want to say I can't, but it, I don't prefer to operate in a manner where everything is just kind of like I wake up and I start doing stuff, you know, because when I do do that, it's, it's doesn't end up like that. You know, it'll be like, Oh, uh, you know, cause like I'm super big on living and i know that you're like this too but when i'm when i'm living with intention i'm super big on living with intention when i'm doing that i want to know what i'm doing and when i'm doing it and why i'm doing it they're like what am i trying to get out of this what is the purpose of this task right here and that's that brings you back to like the rgas like your revenue generating activities because i'm and i'm not about to go into like yeah you need to be like gary v and only be making money constantly you know it's like there i i i like to be able to um like i want to i want to kind of I, I like to be able to um design a, a, a day that is balanced between the two things because I mean, for anyone that's like heard my story or anything, my greatest passion in life is finding the balance between creativity and productivity. And when I don't plan my day, that gets one of those two gets tipped, you know, in the scale or whatever, you know. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to that, that actually, you know, sparks a an interesting topic in my like head and is like the, that balance between creativity and productivity. Would you say that a lot of the work that you're doing these days relies on on creativity i would i would say that that probably does right so what i'm gonna say is it the word balance used to freak me out honestly mm -hmm. it used to freak me out i hated the word balance because i was like if it's balanced there's a scale and there is a point that there has to be something added something has to be more or less rather than it just being and so then i got on this kick where i was like there's no such thing as balance like i'm not even gonna have balance in my vocabulary there's only harmony oh, okay so okay. that's what i've lived my life by for quite some time it is i don't live by balance because when i have balance to me i'm a very competitive person so i'm always keeping score and i focus more on keeping score than actually being present that's <laughs> what I was, is what I found out. So when I could be in harmony, I could allow all of me to flow and I could have, I wasn't feeling guilty anymore or giving myself shame or guilt on the days that I would have more creativity versus more productivity. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when I live, when I live that way, I guess, but having, I guess turning my creativity into my productivity is really where I, I get the most satisfaction is like, I have to tell people like, it's fun for me to make money. It's fun for me to work. That is literally my art is me being me with my people. <laughs> like, right. um, and that's what it gets to be. So I used to be very much of a person that had to like block my time and schedule in um, time to be creative and time to be productive, you know, create spaces for that in my life as, because I'm a person who overindulges and I go all in or I'm all out. And so I love to work <laughs> and that was one of my addictions. So working was one of my addictions that I kind of flipped the complete opposite direction but I will put a shout out here because if it wasn't for that to happen and me to have that mindset at the time that my whole entire life flipped upside down and I was at a place where I had lost everything and had no idea what direction I was going to turn and leaving a relationship of 12 years, 
I was able to take the time and step away from the projects that were dear and near to my heart, which was MI5. And I had to step away from my own mental health because I saw what we were building and I could not taint it. I knew that. And I had to take time for myself. But because I did that and had that mindset prior, I was, I have been able to sustain my life. I am able to live and provide for my children. I am able to do all of these things because of knowledge and connections that I obtained when we were all connected. And it, mm-hmm. it, it truthfully was a lifesaver. I, my life would not be where I am right now because my mental health would have been shot if I didn't have that security coming in, knowing that my basic needs were met with ease. And I had, and that came, you know, because I was around people who loved and cared about me and it made it. And I guess in that, I was proven that it really does exist. It really is real. And that's what I want to give to people is this is real. You can really take the time to heal. You can really take the time to go through. Cause if I didn't have that, there's no way that I would be where I am today and be able to be in a place of peace within myself internally and be able to, I guess, be able to be in a place where I feel confident that I have the space and I have the energy to show up for others now where I didn't have that three months ago. But today I do. And because of that, I, because of that time that I was given to feel safe enough (laughs) to do my internal work and process this trauma and this garbage that I had to go through, I was able to show up, I guess, in a faster, timely manner and a more healed version than just trying to show up in a trauma response. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that listening, actually listening to that, like part of, of your, your being is going to put you on an accelerated path every time that you do, you know? And like, when you said, like going back to you removing balance out of your, out of your vocabulary, and instead of replacing that with an, a a mindset of harmony and said, you just unlocked a freaking pathway in my brain, dude. <laughs> like that, that yeah. is, that is so good. That's what I do. <laughs> no, literally that that's, that's amazing right there because I've been going by this, um, this concept for, you know, the past, I want to say six months that when you're, that when your thoughts, feelings and harmony, or uh, sorry, when your thoughts, feelings and actions are in harmony, that's when everything starts to sync up in your life, you know? And I think that when you, like made that decision to leave MI5 or to step away, you know, that was, that was setting, that was shifting your, your harmony, you know, I mean, cause your, your actions and your thoughts were towards MI5, but your feelings were probably towards your, your other project and possible. Right. And so I actually want to segue into having you kind of talk about, you know, your vision for the community and your brand and possible, because I know that's like, you know, kind of um, one of your bigger projects. Right. All right. So uh, the impossible brand, uh, it came from a girlfriend of mine, actually. And she, after we had met, I actually met her the same weekend that I met Brian, which was interesting down in Florida. And um, she told me she was like, you know, she called, she started calling me impossible. And I'm like, what do you mean impossible? She's like, everything is possible when you're around. Like, just crazy stuff just happens and like, yeah. everything just happens. Like you're just impossible. You make the impossible possible. We're going to redefine it because we always talk about how we have to be, we have to study the words of our language in the American, you know, in English and mm-hmm. understand what we're actually saying and what the words mean and the power that they are and the frequency are and tuning that and how do things feel? And it's like, that's kind of our friendship and our relationship. So um, when she would say that. And so she uses M for so many things. Like she is, it's beautiful. <laughs> she has all, oh, there's a whole entire brand that's connected to it uh, with merchandise and um, different cards and calendars and beautiful, beautiful tarot decks. And so, I mean, there's beautiful things that are made that are from the inside of beautiful women and individuals that I know that 
are impactful in our lives as tools. So just been building, um, connecting with people, men and women, and connecting with them on their passion projects and working to build the connections that um, allow people to step through in a way that allows the person behind you to be able to get through with ease and to take honor in the fact that it maybe was harder for you, but it is your duty to make sure that nobody else has to suffer the way that you did. And so I am a big person. I really believe that the disclosure of the disclosure of information is essential and we deserve to know the truth. And the only way that I believe that we're going to get there is if we speak the truth. And so my truth is different than your truth and is different than Brian's truth is different than everyone's right. truth, right. you know, and coming together and celebrating the differences is really where is really the focus of it all. And being able to take that, whatever your difference, your little quirk is, whatever that little dream is and taking it, learning how to monetize on it. If that is your choice to monetize on it. And because that's one thing that people are really driven to right now is, is figuring out how to monetize on their gifts. And, you know, and, and I have personally, I have conflicting visions of it, but I believe wherever our attention goes, it's as long as our intentions are for the divine, then we're probably right on time. You know, that's what I always say. Right. Like, <laughs> we're right on time. So, um, but yeah, that is the vision of the community is for people to be able to be independent conscious creators and uh, have a hub that the people who are within the club, they all are able to utilize and share products and resources within each other. And in that you are, you know, holding each other and agreeing to the same standard that you are wanting to work with. So um, it's, it's kind of nice on the essence that everybody is holding themselves to a higher standard than they've ever been. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing because they've never done it before. Yeah. And I think showing up as a student, it allow it gives permission for people to just play. And um, I had said, uh, you know, I set my intention that my mission was play profits, prof, um, prosperity, and then it's like my peace just keep growing because then I had to have peace, you know, and I had to learn peace in there. <laughs> so right, right, right. It really, it really works. No, nah, and that's that's amazing. And giving people a, a space where they can actually have an outlet to talk with other people that are uh, that are um, discovering their their personal legend, you know. And, and I don't know if you've read the book The Alchemist. Have you? No. Okay, so that in that book, they talk a lot about that and finding your personal legend and having a space where people can either discover it or, or, or you know, synergize with people and actually plant the seeds so that it can grow into something, into its, you know, true form, right, um, is really important because what happens a lot of times is that when you discover your personal legend, if you don't take action on it or if you don't, feel if you don't like um act on that passion it'll it'll simply just become a dream and that's all it will be you know and then that's what happens to a lot of people unfortunately because their life is filled with so much toxicity and so many like negative voices in their life you know and it's just like it's really um it impacts this world a lot more i think than what people realize because if everyone was able to unlock you know, first unlock their personal legend, like unlock what their true purpose in life is, and then actually be able to maximize on that. This world would be a much more um, active and like just an inclusive, um, you know, environment where people actually feel like this creative energy just flowing everywhere and love too. Because I think when people are really acting out their full desire, like dreams in life, that's when people all around them 
you know, feel love from them because it's like you're just living life to the, your fullest extent. I mean, I don't, I don't actually really like to say like, oh, I'm living my best life because like there is no best life, man. We're always climbing to the peak, and when you get to the peak, it's time to shoot for the stars, you know. So, um, yeah, Andrew, no, that's... I want you to know that is exactly why we exist. Yep, is everything that you just said is it doesn't. It may not have been that way in the past. But that's the way that it gets to be in the future if we stand up in our truth. Because if we stand up in our truth and we only speak the truth, that is not that's not persuaded by any other way other than what is in us and we are going within ourselves. That truth, and we will encourage more and more people because it becomes a safe space. Therefore, we will have a world of everything that you just dreamed of. Right. So our no, part is just that's it like our part is just to be us and that 100%. is what i've got to learn it's, yeah it's it's yeah i mean it's, it's about like f being able to fully express yourself you know and not and not having anything that's like kind of you know holding you down um it's, it's seriously one of the most important things about about life and i'll, I'll talk about this another time but that's part of my like th trifecta of the of the meaning of life you know um, but that was, that was an amazing, um, little branch that we just went on. Um, I am actually, I'm going to reintroduce Mr. Brian Davis here. And, um, I think we're going to do a little, uh, switcheroo and have it, uh, you know, kind of flow into some, some new questions from, some, from Brian. So Brian, take it away, my man. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, we're actually going to take a quick break so M can, you know, stop, relax. Uh, thank you for everyone that's coming out tonight. I've seen 10, 11, 12 of you guys out here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, refresh, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
All right, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. If you're just joining us tonight for the first time, uh, I'd love to introduce to you guys our guest, Mrs. M. Allman. Uh, she is here tonight joining us, a serial entrepreneur. Thank you for bearing with us for our first ever MI5 show episode featuring a guest. I know the beginning was a little bit rocky with technical difficulties, but we're still learning how to use uh, the Restream software and still learning how to get ourselves planted here for actually having a show. Uh, M, you just had an amazing first half with Andrew. Uh, we, we got to look deeper into your journey as a job-free entrepreneur, your journey as a mom, uh, your journey between balancing uh, the both physical world uh, and, and having impact there, but also having impact within the digital world of social media and understanding that there is a fine balance between the two, which I think is super important because oftentimes uh, we all know that this perfect picture is painted on social, uh, but when you're actually out in the real world, you have to be your authentic self. There's no hiding it outside of maybe running out of the room. Uh, but you know, if you're sitting there and you're doing work in the physical world, uh, a lot of times, I mean, we've all had this happen to us, right? We, we run into somebody or we meet somebody for the first time in the physical world. And it's not anything like what we've observed in the, in the virtual world. Um, uh, and I think it's an important balance, especially, you know, it, with people on our frequency and our mindset, uh, you know, yourself, me, Andrew, and, and everybody really that's been involved in MI5, we understand the balance between making impact both remotely, God bless you, as well as uh, physically, you know, in, in the flesh. So, uh, you know, as we go into the second half here, I'd love to dive deeper into uh, and highlight the last year of your journey, um, you know, and, and kind of talk about what's on the horizon, what's up ahead. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Em and I have known each other for over a year now at this point. Um, we, we met down at a conference in Florida. Uh, in 2020, gosh, 2021. Wow. It's like two, two whole year, year cycles ago at this point. Uh, we reconnected in Vegas this, uh, 2022 in April. And, uh, you know, honestly, at the beginning of the MI5 journey, uh, M was such an instrumental piece of, of allowing us to create and form the vision that is MI5, uh, which genuinely everything leads back to and always will lead back to probably uh, on every single one of these episodes, the impact that we're having on human life. And thank you so much, M, for highlighting that for us in the first half. So, uh, M, you spoke about having to step away, uh, you know, from the MI5 journey early on, uh, you know, because when we first started, uh, we were very active two, three, four nights a week. We were on Zooms for two, three, four hours at a time. Uh, we, we reminisced about the nostalgic when we would call every single member of the MI5 Mastermind every single day and have this spider web of information going on on a daily basis. But then there came a moment where you needed to step away, uh, where you needed to, like you said, for, for your growth, uh, even though something beautiful was blossoming, uh, blossoming around you for MI5, you needed to take a step back. I'd love to hear more. Uh, and I'd love for you to tell us kind of what that was all about and how that was such an impactful moment, uh, you know, in, in laying the groundwork of what happened since since that departure and, and since that stepping away from MI5. I think that was probably in June, you know, probably like May or June of, of last year. So uh, if you could just give us some highlights into that. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was first like MI5 was happening and it was truthfully like watching my dream come to fruition and it was i was finally able to have the conversations that i wasn't able to have with people before and we were all connecting and vibing and everyone was just i mean truthfully working together and nobody had anything yet other than this vision but you felt it <laughs> it was real um and then coming into my real life, I, back to Vegas trip, like a lot happened in Vegas that was very monumental and closing points for me of like really where I was going in my life, how big my dreams really could be and the community that I got to have in it and what didn't serve me anymore. And a lot of things changed in that moment that I left a lot of what didn't serve me anymore on that trip and never came back with me. And I think Brian and I actually made a, that agreement 
that we were never going to be the same after that trip. And we made that agreement and I was, I will never be the same after that trip. And, um, in, in that I, um, you know, I kind of said earlier that I ended a 12 year relationship and it was for my, it was for my own good. And it evolved into a very traumatic experience, but I had to learn and I've been tested in every single way. Um, so when I, you know, and when I had this going on inside of me, my old responses is to continue to work, to work more, to work harder. Um, and that's what I would do um, in my past is I would normally, when I would have turmoil in my life, I would join a new network marketing company I would um, get the high of the build. I would get the high of the success. I would get the high of the feel good of whatever that new thing was that I was um, utilizing. It made me feel good. It really did. And then the feel good of that you have with helping people and the connections that you have. And then I love that high. I love that ride. And that's what I had always done as self-medication, I guess, whenever life would get turbulent. And my life is, this is what I've noticed, like, now looking back at my life on patterns <laughs> and um yeah. and uh so when this when this happened um i knew that didn't work um it didn't work you were putting your emotional well-being in the other things versus putting the emotional well-being within yourself exactly and i had promised myself in vegas that it was me. I was choosing me fully, no matter what that looked like. I believed in my dreams. I knew they were big. I knew they were crazy. And that came with me choosing me, no matter how uncomfortable it got. I know where I was going to go. And I know that I asked to come from nothing to everything. And I was like, literally sitting homeless and had no money in my accounts nothing my phone had no service because i'm like camping out in this campground where no one is around and i'm like yep em you asked for nothing and in that moment though it changed everything because i was like i asked for nothing oh my gosh that means i get everything like in that moment it was like it's real it's real it's real and um truthfully i remember sitting there at that campground that day and i was just like it's real. Like I, I get to have it all. And I was like, I have to take care of me. I have Absolutely. to take care of me. And so I just, I had to step away, you know, and I had stepped away at that moment. I had already stepped away from MI5, but when I did, it was out of alignment. Everything was out of alignment. I was not able to, um, I, you know, I wanted the vision. I, I believed in the mission. I believed in that they were the help that was going to happen. I believed in the hope for myself. I believed in the hope for others. I believed that it was going to be a business that was built from a place that was not egotistical. That was a place of honoring the feminine and the masculine and honoring the spiritual side as well, as well as the physical experience and merging the, merging all this tech and this physical reality, but not putting it in a sense of, we are actually, you know, putting dollar signs on anything because this is just an amusement park and we're just buying tickets, baby. Like, it's just fun. Like, this world just gets to be fun. And once we have enough tickets, like, everybody just gets to ride every ride for free, whichever ones you want to go on. But we're going to, in MI5, give people the resources to be able to build their character strong enough that they know what they'll fall for and what they won't fall for, what they want and what they don't want and be able to have those resources so that moving forward, people don't have to make the same mistakes. They don't have to struggle as hard. They get to get their passions out there. They get to get the passions to the world. And I believe a world that is filled with people stepping forward into their passions is a world that will be one that I will be grateful that my children's children get to grow up in. Absolutely. Now talk about, you know, you, you just said it. MI5 was a fun ride. We had an amazing vision going. Uh, we had so many great things, uh, you know, that we had talked about. 
Um, you know, and, and for those that don't know our community, I'm just going to post up our uh, our MI5 uh, Telegram link here. Whoever wants to, you know, see deeper into the amusement <laughs> park that M just talked about with unlimited tickets. Uh, little little shout out to the MI5 community. But listen, you you were in something that had such a strong vision, and uh, it must have been very challenging, especially because you had such deep neural pathways in your brain from what you had done in the past uh, in order to receive joy and in, in order to receive that rush. Um, how did you maintain the discipline in sticking to your decision to step away from MI5? I mean, I don't even think I've ever asked you this question before. You said one day to, to all of us, and I remember it very clearly. You're like, hey, listen, guys, right now, uh, this is not in alignment with what I need for me. And I need to make sure that I'm taking care of it. Now, I can imagine, uh, you know, that was the decision that you made. But we all, right, we all make decisions. I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to start a new re resolution. I'm going to do better at this job. How did you maintain the discipline needed uh, not only to step away from MI5? Because let's face it, MI5 is awesome. But, but how did you maintain that discipline by actually following through? I mean, months went by, uh, you know, before we reconnected and actually established, you know, communication and caught up. I think we probably didn't speak for probably two, three, four, five months, uh, if not more. Uh, but, but I'd love to hear, you know, kind of a peek into the mind of, of M and, and the maintaining of that discipline. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it really, I, I have, I had to treat it like an addiction to be completely honest with you. Um, yeah. I am, you know, I'm an addict. I've been clean for 12 years off pills and I've been clean for two and a half years off alcohol. And um, in that essence, I had to treat this <laughs> in a sense of the same way. And I am big on retraining my brain um, and being able to manipulate my brain in a way that it's my duty that I now know that I <laughs> Everything that happens to me creates a pattern. So now it's my duty to do what I want to do um, and be responsible for it. So with it, um, I was, I had dedicated myself that I had been in my masculine energy for a very long time. And I had been stepping forward and just been in a space of do, 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 do. And this was a time in my life that I had to step back and I had to be. And I had to go within and even if it didn't make sense, like when I was meditating, when I would be praying, like it was that I would see <laughs> this MI5, I would see this vision, I would see the people that were there. And from a perspective on the spiritual realm, it was something I prayed for hard for the protection and the development of. And so even though I wasn't there on a physical level, I was part of like it was part of me and my world and my, and my healing, because I saw that it could work. I knew the potential that it had, and I knew the amount of people it was going to help. And in that, I guess it's kind of a challenge to myself, but within me, I knew it was hard for me to step away. Like it was hard for me to step away. And I had to step away with grace. Because normally when I like to step away in my past was I would like to blow shit up and then, um, you know, like burn the bridge and we're not coming back, you know? And so I had to do this in a way that, because I know that you're still like, every piece of this has come in a way that I haven't chosen it. I haven't chosen the people that are part of this. I haven't chosen the ways that things are. I've just chosen that this is my vision and this is my heart. And when my frequency is in this space, these people are connected to me. This is a space that I now know needs my attention. And in that time, I had given everything I could on a mental level <laughs> of here are all my ideas. Here's, you know, here's this here. Let's mastermind. Let's throw these ideas out there. Let's feed them off. Let's Let's talk about the spiritual side. Let's talk about the ego. Let's talk about, you know, which way are we making decisions? What do we really, really want on the deepest core levels? And I, I was at a place that my mind was, I, I was back in survival mode. And I knew that what we were building was needed to come from a space of being in a space of thriving. And because I cared enough about the people that were around me 
Um, I had to step away and I did have like internally, I had blame um, externally at first. And I was, I was angry. There was a piece of me that was angry. There was a piece of me that didn't understand. There was a piece of me that I, I wanted more answers and I wasn't getting the answers that I wanted. And it came back to me through my own journey that that was all part of the test that I needed. Was I going to be strong enough to walk away and trust, trust the people who I had a soul connection with to do the masculine energy work that needed to be done while I sat my ass back into the feminine energy work that was hard? Because I would much rather be doing than sitting back. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> and so that, that's my mind. That's where my mind's yeah. been for the last while. <laughs> well, well, there you have it. I mean, it's it's unlike addiction in a sense that, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, coming clean off of pills, coming clean off of alcohol. Like those are things that everyone knows. Like I want to kick that out of my life. I shouldn't be in this path. Uh, but to give up something that you actually care about or something that's actually supplemental or something that's actually a direct manifestation of the frequency in which you're beaming out of your soul because you recognize that your own frequency uh, needed some time to, to heal and mend on its own and needed some time to address and, and to focus and to kind of hone in on, on these core development pieces that needed to take place. And, uh, you know, we were speaking last night on the phone and you told me, you said, hey, you said, Hey, Brian, how are you? And I'm like, you know, I'm very well. I'm, I'm, I'm very well. We're, we're all blessed. We're all living in so much gratitude here. And you're like, I'm like, you know, what's been going on? And you said, listen, I was just looking at something I wrote down a year ago um, in terms of where I want to go and what I want to be. And a year ago, I mean, that was last January. This is before MI5 uh, even came into formation. You know, M and I had already met and we'd already started, uh, you know, the connection uh, in uh, Florida several months before that. But last January, you wrote down what you wanted for your life. And uh, you read those things off to me and you said, check, 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 check. <laughs> you actually have accomplished them. And there were, I think there was only like one or two things that are definitely in progress, uh, but but up next on the uh, on the list. And I think that that's an important lesson that everyone can learn here and everyone can, you know, the wisdom that you've shared. Thank you so much for giving us insight into that is that if you are, it doesn't matter if you, if you're surrounded by the most beneficial and the most ideal circumstances. Um, if you are not right with your own self, if you are not right with your own vibration, and if your frequency is out of alignment, you could be surrounded by billionaires. You could live, you know, and you could live in the most amazing place in the earth. You're not going to make that progress. Uh, you're not going to actually, you know, be able to check those boxes off of things you want in life uh, if, if you're not right on your own path and your own frequency. Uh, so, so thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, and one last question I think that we'll kind of transition into because I want the guests and I want everybody here that's watching tonight to hear it. Uh, and it's something that I've been thinking about that sort of developed. You when you come in contact with an individual, you mentioned earlier on in the show, you used to have social anxiety and, you know, you used to, you know, you used to not uh, really know how to interact in the, in the physical world. Well, it's no secret, you know, and especially with the, with the people that we networked with in Vegas and, and the couple times that I've met you that you've learned to, to overcome that. And I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle with and a lot of people, you know, it's easier, right. To, to remain in the social world and not in the physical world. Uh, how are you able to overcome that and not just overcome that because like you kick ass <laughs> uh, <laughs> on an energetic level with an individual, right. Uh, you, you, you destroy the status quo. It's not just like, Oh, now I say, Hey, what's going on to people. It's not like, social anxiety, just to little interactions. Like when you meet with a person, yeah, we were speaking with one of our community members, Mr. Highwind, I remember, you know, and we're just sitting there. You're like, what are you passionate about? What drives you like, and you've created this sort of complete opposite of what somebody with social anxiety, the definition is like, you can't even tell that that ever existed within your life. What did you need to do in your life to, to, to make that switch and to make that flip? And, and how, how were you able to accomplish uh, such a, such a drastic transformation in that, in that area of your life? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, truly just throwing myself out there. 
Um, asking the weird questions. Uh, I hate how are you? You know, um, that's just not me. And it's boring. And so when I started asking people the weird questions, you know, well, what are you passionate about? What, what, you know, what projects are you working on? When I started asking those questions instantly, I would know if you were worth talking to or not. <laughs> like, because I get bored so easily that one, I'm not a good listener if you're not engaging. And so I realized it was when I got in rooms with people that had bigger brains than me or, and could have the capacity for me that I had really just been putting myself in rooms that were really small and places where I couldn't really speak fully of myself. And in that, just keep raising, raising your room and getting around people that know more than you. And, um, you know, that, then that's actually probably the biggest truth of all of that was I, when I went to Atlanta, I told myself that I was going to be a hundred percent a student. And, um, I was a hundred percent a student and crazy things happened. I mean, I was in Atlanta for 60 days and had two billboards with my face on it. And I was, you know, at HBO and I mean, it was like, boom. And I didn't even try. I was stepping in as a student, like just show me. And the curiosity changed everything where I could step away from the needing to know everything and being curious and being a kid. And I guess I say that now all the time too, is like, I just want to be a big kid. <laughs> and yeah. when, and then I've attracted people who want to be big kids too. And well, because everybody yeah. does want that, right? I mean, that's the exactly. desire. Exactly. <laughs> we all talk and about how we wish we were back in our childhood, or, or we wish we could relive our younger years. Uh, and, and I don't necessarily wish that, but I want to recreate it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I you know, not necessarily live it, but but have the same feelings and have the same like you said when you just said, you know, I don't like how are you? I like the weird questions. I think that that's one of the biggest takeaways is like you're never going to conquer, you know, getting out there in the physical world and actually making impact and actually having genuine interaction if you're not going to ask the non-robotic and scripted questions that everybody asks everybody. How are you? What's going on? How was your holiday? These these sort of robotic terms that we have, but but asking weird questions, you know, getting weird. Because when you're a kid, you know, that kid-like mentality of like, you know, wonder and mystery and curiosity um, and everything's new and exciting. Uh, think about the kid mentality of like always asking questions as they're learning and developing. Uh, you know, sure, you should have a level of maturity as you as you move into adulthood. Uh, but people often lose sight of that, you know, that curiosity element, uh, that wonder element. Asking, that, you know, I, one of my favorite questions to ask is what made you smile today? Yeah. When I meet somebody new because it, they're always like, huh? Like they don't know how to answer. <laughs> and it's like, no, really? Like what made you smile today? Yeah. And when you are able to share that positive experience with someone, one for me, I love to see people smile. <laughs> like it honestly takes my people pleasing, like negative part of me that I'm trying to like move through and not have it be a negative aspect of me. It's like, no, let me still like make you smile and be happy to remember how much of a badass and amazing you are. And, and that it gives me so much satisfaction. But when we're talking about like the social anxiety, getting out there and asking those questions that were weird and it gave me permission, you know, going to events, is really what it was. It was going to events and being able to ask weird questions to people who were thinking out of the box too. And um, when I got confident enough to be able to have those conversations and was like, whoa, I'm not alone. That was my biggest wow factor was I'm not alone. And there's actually a lot of us out here who have these big thoughts and these big dreams and are actually doing something with it but I just didn't know what questions to ask, or I didn't know where these people were. And now I have them that now it's given me the confidence to come back home. And I've attracted people to me that want to know what I know and want to have these conversations. And I was like, Oh, wow. I really had my, I was close-minded. I thought that anybody who had anything to offer me was not where I was. <laughs> and so I was out chasing it. And then I realized that as soon as I turned it back around, and I, 
I had to go out and learn what I needed to learn. I needed to go connect with the people I needed to connect with. And now it gets to come back home. And overall, it made me, it's made me a better you know, person in my community, in my real physical community that I live in. It's made me a better person in my digital communities that, you know, rounded roundabout of just a better person because, and now I have the desire to actually meet people. And I want to hug people. I'm just like, I'm a hugger. Like I forgot I was a hugger. There we go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, truly awesome to kind of peer into your journey tonight. Um, uh, we're at an hour and five minutes. We've got nine viewers still. I think that's phenomenal for, you know, for the show, our <laughs> first episode with our special guest M uh, guys, I just want to wrap us up here. I'm going to bring Andrew on the screen so we can all say goodbye in, in proper fashion. Uh, I really do want to uh, th thank everybody who came out to support uh, the MI5 show tonight. Uh, each and every one of you guys are amazing individuals. Uh, we are on a special journey and all of us, you know, myself, oh, yeah. Andrew M back in April of 2022, when MI5 first started getting together and all we had was a vision. We dreamed of the day that we would be able to take this vision to more people. And the reason why we're here on social media, streaming this to my page, Andrew's page, the MI5 page, creating MI5 page is to actually create impact uh, in this world in a positive fashion. Uh, last year, we did it to over 100 people privately uh, within a private community. Uh, if you guys didn't see the Telegram chat that popped up, you guys are welcome to join our community. Uh, there's no cost. It's free. <laughs> it's not $9.95 a month. You guys can come be a part of the beauty. Uh, come be a part of the journey. Uh, we are not just a community. Uh, we are a family. Uh, we, we all learn, grow, develop, and share amongst each other. We stay connected and we change lives. And we really make sure that we are living the best versions of ourselves on a daily basis. And we're putting forth things with intention. Uh, and every guest that's featured on the show, uh, as you guys can see, is going to have those same morals and, and beliefs and values. And, and we've met a ton of brilliant individuals along our journey. Em, I want to thank you so much for coming out. Um, it's, it's, it must have been uh, a little nerve wracking. I know we kind of had some technical difficulties at the beginning, but allowing us to see into your life uh, and allowing us to see your journey was a beautiful thing. I think everybody, uh, you know, I know I, I sure as heck had a great time. It was an emotional, <laughs> emotional ride tonight. And, uh, you know, thank you so much, Andrew, myself, uh, you know, uh, every week we're going to have two hosts. Uh, it may not be just me and Andrew. It may be another core member of the MI5. Uh, em and I were talking about earlier tonight, having some co-hosts, maybe potential in the future. So look forward, uh, to collaborations, beautiful souls and beautiful individuals all from over the world. Uh, amazing entrepreneurs, men and women. And thank you for the honor of our first guest appearance tonight. I think we're going to wrap up. If anybody wants to say anything else, we'll go from there, but if not, good night. I just want to say that I'm honored, you guys. Thank you so much. And I am sending much, much love and know that we are going to the top. And I did want to share, though, my two things that are still yet to happen are my finances is 16 of my mentees become millionaires and I'm averaging 30 grand a month minimum and I'm buying my first mansion. So that is coming. That is next. And he's claiming it, putting it out into the air. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then my profitunity is I have a thriving educational platform and I have 8,000 subscribers. All right. And so guys, you can find out M's uh, social handles on our, uh, we'll shout her out on our page. Uh, she, she's a, a amazing guest. Thank you so much, M. We really appreciate it tonight. Absolutely. Yep. And I want to leave, I want to leave Thank everyone with so this. Much. Thank you. Thank you for, for everyone that's watched tonight. If you stay here for the whole time, you're a straight baller. Um, and, um, you know, join the MI5 chat, really. It, it is a community of people who are all change makers, either changing their own life or, or, or leaders who are changing other people's lives. Um, and, and, yeah, I'll leave you with that. And I just want to say, grab your umbrellas, because at MI5, we're taking this life by storm, baby. Uh, all right, y'all. <laughs> Take care. Nice. Thank Bye, you, guys. Andrew. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, bye guys.